Howdy, and welcome to The Lunch Table, a podcast where usually a biologist, an astrophysicist, and a narcissist get together to share current events and funny little stories. Well, today we got to do it a little bit different because our biologist decided to smoke a turkey. So, <laughs> that's not a lie, he did. So that's today, dirty. he is a dirty man. That's why we have him on the podcast. Makes it interesting. So today, in his replacement, doing the best uh, impression that he can, is Keith. I'm freaking Irish. Kane! Hey, how's it going? What's going on, Oh, not much. I'm not sure I'm doing any impressions today, but you're not. I'll do my best. Well, it, it's Keith, hard to stop follow him. Doing the Asian one. Yeah. So, <laughs> Keith, stop making them Asian eyes at us. <laughs> That's very offensive. He probably hasn't heard that in like 15 years. <laughs> I know. That's why I thought the whole Irish thing would be funny. Uh, and as always, the one chipping in. Actually, he's actually doing double duty today. Boom, boom, boom. Going to be the master uh, narrator and the little Google uh, king. Drew, I only sleep on my side. Lots of nicer. I sleep on my stomach sometimes too, but then my head is so far away from the pillow that it's really not worth it. <laughs> I feel like I feel like it'd take you like a while to flip over. It's just not worth it. Put that hand against the wall and go to town. <laughs> just start rocking. Eventually, momentum will carry me. Right. Uh, and as always, your host with the most, Carl. How low my standards are even surprise me. Jones! Dude, the places I put my things are just embarrassing. You know? <laughs> Alright, let's get on with the show. <laughs> On the menu tonight, mind you, this is my first time doing it, a serious case of hit and run. Nike has a devil of a problem. The man, the myth, the legend, Tom Brady. 21 is a lot of lawsuits. This set of twins is super. I thought boys go to Jupiter and girls go to Mars. This week on the menu. Oh, dang. You didn't do bad. See? That wasn't horrible. I should kick Sparky out of this position and just do it myself. <laughs> just, we'll be a two-man group. Aw, uh, he would go down swinging. Yeah, he would, dude. He'd be real upset. <laughs> Talking about that, Drew, do you have any interesting uh, to talk about? Like, how was your week? Yeah, actually I do. Uh, I told people a little while ago that I was in a new position 
and then I was taken over for one of the ladies, and she went somewhere else. Uh, she came back, uh, and has not been the nicest. <laughs> she wants her job back, huh? Heck yeah, she wants her job back, and Aww. she's kind of putting it in my court to say, hey, you, sh- you should tell them that you don't want that position so that I can get it back. So now they're, they gave you a position that, that now they regret, and now they're trying to, like, power play you into taking less money? No, not necessarily. They still want me in that position, but she wants to be in this position instead of just coming back as a guard. So she wants me to tell them that I don't want to do it, even though I still want to do it. It's all confusing. And just, yeah. uh, just a problem in general. That sounds messy. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, it's been a pretty, pretty easy week. Yeah. Well, I guess that's good. Dude, that I just don't understand. Oh, she wanted the new job. She should have to be stuck with it for a little bit. But like, you just gotta, you gotta make, you know, lie in the bed that you made. True. Yeah, and that's what a lot of other people have been saying. You know, she left this position for her own reasons. She went to another place, and she didn't like it over there, so she left for her own reasons over there and wanted to come back. Now, truth be told, there is kind of a loophole because they haven't given me an official offer for this position, so the position is still kind of out in the open, technically, but I'm getting paid for it, and I'm working it, and I've been doing it for, like, two and a half, three weeks now, so... I mean, technically, it's mine. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I, I don't see where they can actually take the job away from you, and I wouldn't give it back just willingly. Correct. Yeah. Like, sorry, I already planned on this. I changed a bunch of things in my life because I thought I was getting this promotion, and then now I want to run my life around this time. Right. Sorry. Another good thing, I guess, since I've taken that position, they told me that I was going to have weekends off, but we've been so understaffed that I've been having to work Sundays, and actually this week, I do get my Sunday off, so, woo Nice. Yeah. Well, I get two days off like a weekend like a normal person. Oh, that means a lot. <laughs> yeah. I hate when I just have one day off, like uh, a couple a couple friends I know will have, like you said, uh, uh, like Monday and thursday off and really i feel like you honestly have no days off at that point right like you really can't break your sleeping rhythm because you gotta go right back to work anyways kind of kind of crap well keith yeah, I'm on a I'm on a three three day weekend right oh. now. Oh, make it a four day weekend. Oh, I'm nice! Sure yet. <laughs> um, Bragging on us. Yeah, don't mean to flex <laughs> on them, you know, but <laughs> sometimes. You know. Sometimes when you have a <laughs> yeah, good job, yeah. things happen. Oh no, it's just uh, just decided to take a little bit of time for Easter and spread things out because we're doing. A few things with the family, um, getting up early to, you know, go over to some people's houses. Yeah. So figured might as well take a few days for just myself as well. Because whenever I don't get that full weekend and I have to, there's a lot of family obligations and stuff, I tend to get a little bit, you know, I feel like I didn't get my full weekend to recharge or whatever. So yeah, just me being weird. But yeah, I took a couple extra days off, try to enjoy what 
little bit of sunshine we're getting and just try to recharge a little bit. I don't blame you. Those are the most important is the recharging days. Uh, there's lots of times, especially I love being in a big group of people and hanging out with a bunch of people, but every now and then you just need those days to yourself. Kind of just de-stress. I've started a new thing where I'm saying that people are solar powered. Like it's always <laughs> the days where they're, where the sun is out and it's nice out. And like, that seems to be the days where you're able to rest and recharge a lot better than the other days where you're you know stuck in the house playing video games or whatever, even. Oh, and just looking at the like gray, nasty clouds, just being in a yeah. depressed, nasty mood. Well, yeah, and also uh, vitamin D deficiency is pretty highly linked to like depression and oh yeah other similar. You know. Well, there's a reason. <laughs> so, I mean, it's that's quite literally. I think humans are so. <laughs> you know, whenever you lock yourself away from the sun and you are depriving yourself of vitamin D, you know, there's a direct negative result of that so yeah, I, yeah uh yeah but doesn't like 70 percent of the population have a vitamin d deficiency no only, yeah <laughs> it's bad we also have a gigantic yeah. you know i would say that's probably the same amount of the population that you know is maybe not in the not in a great mindset right. and is maybe obese you know <laughs> yeah. uh, i i yeah, like, there's a reason why everybody in the North has a very uh, aggressive, like, accent. And it has to do with the lack of the sun. We're just all grumpy. <laughs> I guess I overshot it a little bit. 42% of the U.S. population has a vitamin D deficiency. 42? Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's still pretty, that's still pretty yeah, crazy. Yeah, dude. We're, like, real pale over here. Real pasty. Well, you got to figure about, I mean, half the people live above the Mason-Dixon line, half the people live below it, and like, you know, 42 is pretty close to that half of northern people. Oh, southerners. They're lucky. That's why they talk slow, too. They don't have winter coming. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have anything to worry about, you know? <laughs> like, well, dude, Carl, the snow's I coming, can we hurry up? Carl, I hear that you have a hell of a story for us. Well, that is true. So, like, most of my week was pretty just kind of boring. Uh, work was picking up because it's getting warmer around here, so the bugs will be flying, and Carl has to be killing them. That's how I make my living. And <clears throat> yesterday, right, I don't even know if it was yesterday. I guess early this morning, around 1.30, I got a text from some girl I used to date for a little bit, and she was like, hey, me and my friend are going to the strip club. How about you come? And I was like, ah, oh, I don't know. Like, literally, I was just there the other weekend, right? I don't want to be that creep who's there all the time now. Literally just ran there last weekend to have some fun for my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I end up, anyway, she talks me into it, so I end up going. And the way she explained it was, it was only going to be her and her friend. I get there, dude. Totally different scenario, right? I walk into this thing. There she is. Her friend sitting next to her. And then there's like three other dudes. Uh, how do I explain them? Uh, they weren't the best crowd. Let's just say they were uh, trading vitamins in the parking lot. You know? 
Uh-huh. <laughs> Trade in some Pokemon cards. And <laughs> they had rare Charizards, dude. And I was like, oh, crap, what did I get myself into? Because now I just rolled into this place with dirty intentions with their friend. And it's just me, you know, no backup whatsoever, just me. And I'm like, man, I'm getting too old to be putting myself in these positions. Anywho, one thing leads to another. This girl's like, hey, let's go back to my car and, you know, do the deed. And I'm like, uh, are you sure? Like, your friends aren't going to be, like, upset or anything, right? That I literally just came here, and now we're about to go to the car. And I didn't talk to any of them. And she's like, no, no, it'll be fine. It'll be fine, I swear. And I'm like, are you sure? Because I don't want to, I don't want to start no beef. And then the cops get called, and then, you know, I make the paper, and then I got to be on our show. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be on the DDD. And she's like, no, 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 they won't care. So we go back, we go to the SUV where, you know, things are getting heated up, a little steamy. We're down to our underwear. All of a sudden, her her friend opens the door talking about how she needs her to come back inside because this man's going to take her home and she doesn't want to be taken home by this man because she still has feelings for this other dude but this other guy's cute and she's going to let him take him home if no one's there to stop her from letting him take him whole long story right well as she's doing this long story the girl i'm with is getting real short with her and she's like she just gets to the point she tells her well either you leave or you get in. And I'm sitting there like, oh, geez. Okay. <laughs> this Wow. Is this happening? Is this really happening? Is this going to be the day? You know? Will I get the crown? Will the it happen? Oh, the belt. That's right. The belt. And uh, it did not happen. She decided against it. <laughs> Unfortunately. Anywho. So we carry on. We start doing our thing. And uh, at this point, we're really rocking this SUV, right? We're like mid-section of lovemaking, right? And as we're doing that, her buddy that she drove there, you know, one of the three dudes, I see him come up to the car, and there's about five other guys with him. And I'm like, oh, crap, here it is, dude. I was like, here it goes. I'm going to have to fight outside naked in the cold. I was like, I'm done. This is how my life ends. Seven dudes rolling up on me in an SUV in a strip club parking lot. (laughs) And I'm naked. Anywho, he opens the door and he, he just goes, oh, don't mind me. I'm just looking for more Pokemon cards to sell. (laughs) <laughs> and he digs through and he grabs like two three more decks you know and <laughs> he shuts the door and goes on his way and i was like oh okay well that was thrilling and uh we finished up and i got the heck out of there before you know any more pokemon trading cards happened or anything bad <laughs> now carl did you use deck sleeves did I use deck sleeves? Yeah. True, that's not polite to ask. 
That's my point. But no, I like my deck to be willing. Of... <laughs> I like to gamble with it. <sighs> oh, okay, Drew. You ready to start serving up the menu? I believe so. Okay. Let's get to it. So our first story of the night. Uh, suspect in attack on at U.S. Capitol, described as average jock, whose mental health appeared to quickly unravel. Uh, police say a man rammed his car into a security barrier at the U.S. Capitol on Friday and was fat- fatally shot by police. After emerging from the vehicle with a knife, uh, he was a lifelong athlete whose mental health had started to concern his friends and family in recent months. Noah Green, 25, was identified as the suspect in the attack that killed one U.S. Capitol police officer and injured another. Uh, people who knew him say that he was quiet, athletic, nonviolent, but that there were recent changes in his behavior that caused things to start spiraling out of control. Okay. Um, yeah. So this has been this had been on the news quite a bit about somebody being hurt at the Capitol and it was a police officer. So yeah, yeah. Well, uh, this really speaks for mental health too. It's not like he hasn't been known to have mental health issues, correct? Correct. He started recently developing them. And he was going to seek help for him. Not or... in so many words. I guess he had a few different times where he went to go seek help, but mainly he was using like his friends and family to help, and they weren't quite doing what uh, the job. Yeah, uh, well, they're not professionals, unfortunately. Yeah, this speaks for mental health. I, uh, people can't be afraid to go get the help that they need. I mean, this even was kind of like the potato story that we did with, you know, because people were shoving cold potatoes up their butt. Oh, because they were too embarrassed to go tell the doctors they had some hemorrhoids. <laughs> uh, wow. I think it's on the same level as that. You know, the, the, mental health has this huge stigma to it that makes people so scared to go see or be labeled. And I, I can understand it. I wouldn't like those labels on me. Yeah, and I think if you have a mental health issue and that spirals into you executing a deed that you think will please a certain extremist group one way or another, you know, it's not that you think that you have mental health issues and that you need to seek help. You think that what you're doing is right, even though it's clearly not. You know? It's easy to justify your actions it's at that point, correct? It says that in this article that uh, he maybe got in with, you know, some some extremists, uh, maybe got in with, you know, some of the wrong people here. And, you know, to him, what he was doing was right. And that's kind of the scary part about mental health issues that, you know, we can say check on your friends and we can say mental health, you know, issues are a big thing and we should pay attention to it and we shouldn't be afraid to get help. But. Unfortunately, a lot of the people that suffer from it aren't really aware of it, right? Like you're you're not going to wake up and be like, "I have mental health problems." You know, you're just you, if you think that you know ramming your car into the Capitol is what this group wants you to do, or that's going to get you clout in this. Or maybe you know. he might think that's the answer to to 
the voice in his head. What do you say then? Yes, I mean, if it if it's like, well, the voice in my head told me if I ram this car in into this guy, it will stop talking to me. That's hard to argue. It's tough to put the onus of getting help on the person, you know, like on the person itself, because it's asking a person to identify that they have an issue and that they need to help, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, this sounds a little kind of insensitive, but it's almost like crazy people don't know they're crazy. Is, mm. is kind of like the saying, like, usually if you think you're crazy, you know, okay, you're actually kind of in a okay state of mind because most people in that state of mind don't understand how far gone they are. Um, and it's how do you help people that don't want help? I mean, many people like this are homeless. They have mental issues and they don't want help, but they might they might need it. Sure. Yeah. It's a huge problem. Yeah, well, yeah. funny that you bring that up because they were actually trying to do some research into why he did what he did. And uh, one of the things on his Facebook page is he was posting that um, because of the pandemic and COVID and everything that he had lost his job, he had lost his apartment, he wasn't getting any money, uh, and then he was trying to find spiritual journeys, and then he was moving from this place to this place to this place, and, you know, meeting new people, and it, it was a whole big thing. Uh, well, like the Joker says, it only takes one bad day. Uh. Uh, yeah, that's... Well, and when your whole world's collapsing, it's very easy to have a psychotic break. Um, and unfortunately, uh, uh, a member of the police had to lose his life. Uh, I wonder what we can do. Like, wh what, what do you think would be some ways we could help, like, prevent this for the future? Because it's really hard to think of really anything to work. I don't know. I think it's more or less an isolated incident. And that would, I mean, the right consequences and certain things happen to have this uh, uh, equation turn out. Well, I wonder, like, how many of the shootings are also, uh, you know, equivalent to mental health issues. Quite a bit. So I mean, it's it's I'm I'm saying it's a bigger issue than what it has been in the past. Then it seems like that's happening either more often or maybe it's more just glorified. But I guess the answer the answer is how do we stop how do we stop that? Because it's either you're asking you're either having a burden on the victim. Or you're going to have to be the guy who's accusing others of being insane. And who do you give that power to? Hmm. It's it's a very tricky situation. Um, it's almost like when you... Uh, those houses that have like the helpers in them for for people who need a little help in their life. Uh, you know, it, they can tell them when to take their pills and, and things like that, but they can't really tell them to take a shower or force them to go to bed or things like that because they're still 
a human being, so they still have freedoms and choices. But one could argue that structurally it would be better to, to have them on a regiment. So it's like, you can't force them to do it, but there might be upsides to them doing these things. So how do you motivate them to do it? Well, I mean, I, I think that for me personally, it seems like it's kind of a two-part issue, whereas, you know, one, um, how easy is it to actually get that help, you know? True. Um, Good point. So for some people, it's a, it's a financial issue, it's an insurance issue, whatever it may be. Um, ways we can help is voting for politicians that want to expand these programs, that want to expand accessible health care for people that are in poor financial situations because a lot of the times that's the bottom line for people that's something that, y that, that you can do if you want to make a difference is try to get politicians in that want to expand health care options for people and the second thing that you can do is if somebody that you know or somebody that you are aware of is you know going to therapy they're seeking out that help don't you know grovel and say oh i heard that person's in therapy i heard that person oh that person's messed up in the head because right they're going to therapy you know i mean because then that creates that really negative stigma for people and i think that therapy in itself even though it's you know pretty much just working on yourself right yeah like, it's self-reflection really different than it's really not that much different than like going to the gym or, or right? meditating working on yourself every day or meditating i think but meditating yet there's a huge stigma against it and a lot of people tend to accelerate that by you know saying oh i heard that person's in therapy they must not be doing too well so it's another thing that you can do is that if someone's in therapy just you know who cares good for you for bettering yourself agreed man uh my family has used therapy for a long time Jeez, i mean without therapy dude i'd be pretty far gone uh especially in my early ages you know so sure so i was happy to get the help that i needed and you know if you only know what you're taught, and if your parent doesn't know the answer, then how can you ever find the answer? Sure. So, sure. you know, go... Yeah, I mean, very sad what happened. Um, it's just a really unfortunate situation. Yeah, I think it was... I, I really like uh, to run these stories to really show the damage that can be caused by a negative stereotype. It happens. It does. And honestly, that's the problem with uh like almost like classism, you know. It's it, that's almost what it is. Except I guess on a mental level. Well, let's change the topic here a little bit. Go on to the next story. Uh the next story that we have features Little Nas X um fighting with Nike, the shoe company. Uh, Nike is waging an all-out war with the devil. The apparel company has successfully blocked the sale of Little Nas X's Satan Shoes for now. <laughs> uh, the Satan Shoes are the Nike Air Max 97s. Um, Good looking and shoe. It, there is a company called Mischief, which is an art collective that is collaborating with Little Nas X to make these sneakers. 
And they have made 666 pairs of these shoes that they were selling for uh, somewhere around $1,018 a piece. Jeez. Um, Yeah. Jeez. Uh, Shoes can be $1,000? They're like the new Yeezys. Wow. (laughs) Uh, These shoes in particular have um, a drop of human blood. Oh. Uh, and then they also have a pentagram pendant, uh, reference to Bible verses about Satan's fall from heaven. That's hardcore. Um, yeah, so he's kind of going all out with this. Uh, and Nike is not liking that and pretty much telling him to stop. And uh, he <laughs> is not liking that. What would you do if you owned, like, I don't know, a shirt company? And someone just started taking your shirts and just adding human blood and reselling them. See, I heard about the whole human blood thing, and I'm kind of skeptical about that because I remember a couple of years back there was a a band that was pressing one of their albums into vinyl, and what they wanted to do was put it on red vinyl, and they would all like cut themselves and put some of their blood into the wax Ew. and mix it and then press it so that they could say that our blood was literally in this record, and it never made it to market because it got shut down because they, they tried it. They pressed a couple and they said like, no, you can't do that. This is a health concern. You know, even if logistically it's really not, um, it got shut down and it never made it to market. Well, they went through, they went through the proper channels. Lil Nas X is just doing it by himself with this mischief team. Like, oh, Nike has right. no say in it whatsoever, except for the fact right. that they want I'm just to skeptical stop it. about how, if, if you can actually sell something like that, because I have seen precedent of people trying to add their own blood to, like, an item. I can, and it just yeah. absolutely getting shot down. Well, and how do you prove the blood's in there? Like, that's a that's an easy right. lie. You just say it, and it's, yeah. Oh, it's got blood <laughs> yeah, in it. Yeah, do you see Crazy the red paint? That's the blood. Yeah. It doesn't even say see, whose blood it is. Like, is it like Yeah, I think it's. I think it's bullshit, but yeah. regardless, um, I, th- this is really funny because if you follow the, like, boutique sneaker um, realm, there's, like, this happens all the time with pretty much any sort of, like, designer clothing, jewelry item. You know, there are companies that take uh, Rolex watches, break them down, like, powder coat them, add some customizations, put them back together, and then, like, they'll call it the, like, Rolex rolex bamford custom that's whatever. not illegal if you look at etsy um it's kind of a gray area if you look at etsy there are tons of people that'll take nike shoes they'll take air force ones they'll take air maxes they'll paint them they'll make whatever customizations they want to them and they'll resell them as customized nike whatever and usually it's a small batch nike's lawyers aren't really going to come after you because it's not a huge thing for them you're buying their shoes and then reselling them as something that you customized. The big stink with this is the fact that a lot of the, uh, like this pissed so many people off. There were so many, you know, pe- yeah, this is folks that were mad about it that are saying, you know, yeah. oh, this is terrible. You know, this yeah. is Satan, killing my logo. Blah, it's so bad. You know, you're ruining my name. And here. then, well, people got pissed at Nike because they said, how can Nike release exactly. something like this? How dare they? And they had exactly. nothing to do with it. Yeah. So in this case, they were like, we're going to exercise our right to roll over you with our lawyers. 
But there are thousands of other shoes that are sold that are bought from Nike, customized and sold, and it has no issues. But it's the fact they that probably they started to cut into Nike's bottom line, so then right. they got their lawyers involved. Right. I think I think uh, the other shoes probably make them look even better. Like, look at some of the custom shoes we have, and even though it has nothing to do with them, it still makes the product look good and respectable and professional. Yeah, this is very common in boutique goods like this right and now they really push the envelope really that's all it is it's some dude trying to push the envelope far and ozzy bit the head off of a bat so now he's got to add human blood to shoes i mean (laughs) they they're really running out of places to go here so he honestly it, it reminds me of like an emo teenage girl who's too much into like twilight you know <laughs> what oh i got my human blood oh in my shoes isn't that rad like who just wants human blood in your shoes yeah i mean i think that is a selling point it's kind of strange um i don't know i mean it's a it's all a preference thing i just think it's kind of funny that this this goes uncontested every single day but the minute you start to eat into nike's bottom line because now you have a bunch of people yelling you know how dare you say the word satan nike how dare you do this that's when they get involved well and honestly it's not like anything on the shoe is obscene um it's mainly what a black shoe i think it has like a little bit of red writing on it It has a yeah there's a pentagram pentagram and i guess they even have their own boxes too yeah. yeah, but it's not like there's an ups, like a naked lady or just like the devil flipping people off or something. Well, I mean, it's quite clearly satanic imagery. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's no but nipples, that's all right. But it's quite clearly satanic imagery. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, uh, and clearly uh, Nike has the right to sue them if they want. Uh, well, that's, a, that's an interesting, actually, thought because I saw where... Like, if I buy a picture, let's say let's say I'm a business, I go to someone, have them draw me a picture, and then I start putting that on shirts, and the shirts get real famous. Do I still owe that guy per image for each shirt? Is that, like, actually his image, or do I own it now? Depends on what paperwork you did. Yes. It's actually the same way with tattoos, funny enough. Okay. That I- um, yeah, so Nike has a right to block the sale of these if they want to because they're protecting their trademark okay. on the Nike symbol that's on the shoes. Um, yeah, I mean, with things like that, if if somebody, you know, if you commission art from somebody, they make the piece for you and then you distribute it on um, merchandise or items or whatever and you, you know, make a fortune off of it, I could see there being a pretty interesting day in court ahead of you for that. Well, funny enough, we have a additional story that goes with this, um, and it says Nike won its motion against Little Nas X Satan shoes, um, and the gist of the story is a federal judge granted a temporary restraining order banning further sale of the limited run of 666 pairs, um, so these shoes cannot be sold and cannot be done legally from this company anymore. Nike put their foot down and stopped them. How many sales did they get out? Uh, it does not give me that information. It says that 666 pairs were made, and the 666 pair was 
going for some kind of um, like raffle drawing, uh, you could put your name into a, a contest to win that pair. Uh, that one being like the probably the most important pair. Yeah, it says all but the 666th pair were sold within minutes of release Ooh. with no more plan for production. Dang, dude, those shoes are going to be worth a lot of money. This little Nas X, too, he's he's pretty smart. He had to find a new way to kind of revamp himself, and he found a way to get in the news. Seems like he didn't want to be a cowboy anymore. No, he's done with that old <laughs> town road, dude. What's up with uh, Billy Ray Cyrus and everyone he takes under his wings? They all start country, then they go satanic. You know, Miley Cyrus, him. Billy Ray Cyrus is the devil, man. It's, it must He's be his mullet. The one that puts him under the wing. Yeah, it must be his mullet, dude. Ever since he <laughs> cut that, <laughs> he's been cursed. <laughs> he, like, sold his soul for a one-hit song and a golden mullet. <laughs> he met some devil on a what on a, a dirt road sold his soul <laughs> yeah, he's crossroads devil he's gaining yeah. more souls for everybody else everybody he throws under his wing oh man <sighs> because well, like, speaking of the goat ooh, good. uh we got a couple devil. stories that include uh the man the myth the legend tom brady Mr. Tom himself. Uh, now, I know both of you guys are pretty good sports fans, so this should be a good conversation we have here. Um, Tom Brady rookie card sells for a record $2.25 million. Oh, well, I wonder how much they printed of his rookie card because he was a real low draft pick. Was it the sixth round, I think? sixth round yeah so he comes out it was like 199th or something overall. yeah and the team he went to took a quarterback the year before first round drew bledsoe they took him in the first round and he actually did really good that uh, the first year so this was his second year i think second or third so uh, he was pretty established so for them to even take a chance on brady was insane so all I'm saying is, how many rookie cards did they really make of his first year? Who thought this kid was going to win the Super Bowl? Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, though. I mean, that, uh, right. 2.25 million, I mean, that's insane. Could you imagine just having that card in your attic? Oh, I know, for real. Like, just going through a box of old football cards you had, and there's a Tom Brady rookie card. Right, or like your dad just passed away, and he collected football cards, and you're just flipping through them, and there it was. I didn't realize how poppin' football cards and, like, sports trading cards in general, like, still were. Like, I, I did not realize that those were still that poppin', but um, I know a couple people who resell them. and So the market's back to doing fine. I'm assuming yeah. then they have the overprinting under control because that's what really killed them was they like really overprinted the right. uh, the number one guys. Well, the special thing about this card is that it was autographed by Tom Brady. Wow, that's okay. lucky. Yeah, that's insane. That's lucky. That's lucky. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I actually have an old joe thomas signature his rookie signature on a ball because i went to uh brown's like 
camp, and I just had all of them sign this uh, like signature ball. Oh yeah, when I came over to hang out that one day, we were gonna go throw the ball around, and uh, I grabbed that one. You're like, no, <laughs> not that one, not that one. Well, and it's like all displayed. Like it doesn't even look like a regular football. I don't know why you would grab that one. It'd be like grabbing a decorative dish to eat off of. Like, oh, this one on your wall with Elvis? Can I eat the half of this plate? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, dude, so to get his signature, how, that's just one lucky dude. Either that's a guy who gets everyone's signature or, you know, just really thought, well, it could be a Michigan fan because a lot of Michigan fans really love Tom. They always thought he was going to be something great, even though he never started. So a bit more about this story, I guess uh, in March of this year, like early March this year, uh, there was a rookie card that was autographed as well that sold for $1.32 million. That one was sold to the Fitbit CEO, James Park, uh, and it had a grade of 8 with an autograph of grade of 10. This one that sold Friday uh, was graded as an 8.5 with a 9 on the autograph, but this buyer refers to prefers to stay anonymous. So we don't even it was know probably who Brady him. himself. It was probably Brady. <laughs> oh, probably. <laughs> Dude, Brady would. That's how he what keeps his contract. What happens if I make a double see... signature? That's going to be worth three times as much. <laughs> yeah, he just wanted to see the news article that would come out about Dude, it. Dude, do you think the uh, uh, Hernandez card is worth money? The rookie Hernandez card? Probably. Signed? I mean, it's. I mean, it's kind of. I mean, obviously, not even kind of. It's tainted, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. and people like. People like that dark stuff like that. So, yeah, I could definitely see that probably being worth a little bit of money. I don't know. CJ and I were talking earlier on in the week that, like, a lot of females like all this serial killer nonsense stuff. And even oh, though he yeah. wasn't a serial killer, he was a killer. And, like, you know, there's well, a sports thing associated, too. Maybe it's, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's, like, a combination of the two of them that would make it worth it. It could be. Dude. Uh, everyone's all about those murder murder shows anymore. That's like the big thing. All the cold cases, all the podcasts are about that too. Uh. Yeah, it's it's pretty popular. Um, definitely. I mean, you know, Netflix had a couple shows about couple documentaries about serial killers and we have discovery plus and they have a whole section that's all about the like weird murder porn stuff that they have on there so yeah yeah i mean i I just looked on on ebay and it looks like there's a couple of them that are going for a couple hundred bucks none that are like outrageously priced but then again i'm just looking on ebay i'm sure there's a larger market for this but um yeah i mean i can't think of a another you know football card that you know, should go higher than Brady's as much as that pains me to say is, you know, someone that lives in Pittsburgh, someone that is a Steelers fan. Oh yeah. uh, You know, it, it definitely pains me to, you know, give Brady a pat on the back or anything, but you can't can't really think of anybody more deserving. You can't, you you can't can't. now that he's especially switched teams and did it again. (laughs) Yeah. you know, a lot of people from this area still have that bitter, you know, oh, it was just Belichick or, oh, it was just, you know, whatever, whatever. But then, you know, 
he went through. And I mean, like a lot of those Patriots teams, yeah, I mean they had some good defenses. They had, but like if you look at the weapons that he had after the Randy Moss era, I mean they were just and he didn't win with Randy. Whatever they could, he didn't even win with Randy. They didn't Moss get nope. a get a ring. Nope, they went undefeated all? that year, but they lost to the Giants. Oh, yeah. Wow. So even when he had um, a big time wide receiver, they didn't win that year. And I'm with you. I think he he made all his wide receivers great. Oh, absolutely. And uh, you know they never really had a fantastic running back except for that one year that Corey Dillon ran for like six hundred or sixteen hundred yards. Other than that, they mainly ran by a committee. Yeah, they they usually um, had three like B level running backs. One that was yep. more power based, one more shifty, and one that can catch. And the last time they won, they had a really good defense. Um, they've had some good defenses in recent years, but other than that, and, and, you know, there's just something about a 43 year old man going to a new team in his first year, winning his seventh Super Bowl ring. After, and uh, you know, it wasn't an easy road either. They were on the road for the entire playoffs. He beat what? Uh, Breeze, Rogers, and Mahomes on his way to a seven Super Bowl. Like that if you that's didn't tough. believe it before yeah. that he was the greatest of all time, like that's gotta cement Especially it. Especially against a prodigy like Mahomes. That dude he yeah. is he's a Madden character. The best. That dude is a Madden character. Yep. Uh <laughs> Aaron Rodgers too. Aaron Rodgers throws one of the prettiest balls you will ever see. His the MVP. Yeah, dude, his yeah. Hell Marys, man. The way he gets the arch on it and how high he can throw that sucker is ridiculous. And then they drop so beautiful, just drop perfectly down right into the wide receiver's arms. Yeah, and, you know, I'm not saying that Brady, you know, just 100% won the games by himself. No. But you can't you can't fall into seven Super Bowl rings, you know. You can't just <laughs> slip and fall and say, Oops. oh, no, I won seven Super Bowls. It just doesn't happen, no. you know. Yeah, sure, pe- people get lucky. Yeah. Like you the know, quarterback who played happen, for the Buccaneers. Teams go on runs. You know, the quarterback who played for the uh, Buccaneers in, what, 2001. No one even remembers his name. Brad Johnson? Uh, who, no, what was his who name? Who cares? He got carried to the Super Bowl. They won it for him with one of the greatest defensive of all time with Warren Sapp. And, you know, that shows how bad of a quarterback he was because they couldn't even get back to the Super Bowl the next year. Brad Johnson. Oh, was that his name, Brad, Brad Johnson? Johnson? Okay. Good job, Keith. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, you have Joe Flacco type wins of the Super Bowl. You know, Flacco has a ring. There are some quarterbacks that maybe, you know, eh, yeah, they won a Super Bowl, but eh. Um, mm. But, you know, Brady seven times, that's insane. Even Manning's last Super Bowl, you could say he got carried through that. Because by the defense, yeah. Absolutely. Oh yeah, and he didn't even start the last couple of games in the season. Remember, they benched him and put in that rookie. Then they restarted him in the playoffs. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, as much as I hate to say it, you know, to me he's the greatest. If there's any card that's going to cost that much, it's got to be. His. Well, and it's the work that he puts in, man. He eats. Uh, what kind of ice cream does he? Avocado ice cream. Oh yeah. Like, that TB12 method yeah. shit is just insane. Like the dude's all about it. That's his whole life. So go well, ahead. We do have another story about uh, Tom Brady here. Uh, kind of a 
another one just with it. Uh, apparently, Tampa Bay Buccaneers general manager Jason Lynch uh, said Thursday that Tom Brady is progressing very well in his recovery of an off-season knee surgery uh, described as a minor surgical procedure. Uh, no there is no timetable provided for his recovery, uh, but he said he talked to him last week and he knows things are going well. Uh, it is hoping that he will be able to be um, uh, available by June to start working out for preseason workouts, uh, although nothing is concrete. But he is up and moving um, and doing his thing, so uh, just giving him a little time to recover. Well, we'll keep an eye on yeah, it, it's... you know. We'll see how hard he can still throw the football when he comes back. At this point, it's just a question of how far, like how how much longer can he play at the highest level for? And I mean, like, as much as I used to hate the guy, it's impressive now. He's forty three, <laughs> yeah. you know. Like, I my check engine like it, you know, comes on whenever I get out of bed in the morning, and I'm not forty three and been playing football for twenty years. I know. I go up some stairs. I gotta. I'm like overheated. I gotta take a rest. <laughs> I hop out of the car and, and need a major knee surgery. <laughs> and he. He uh he's he's forty three, um, still winning the Super Bowl. So I'm kind of interested to see how long he'll go. Yeah, through. I mean, if the Browns can't win it, I hope they do. So that that was a turn. I remember we used to bash the Patriots all the time. Your brother is a fan, so we used oh. to bash him extra hard. Well, yeah, everyone usually hates the winners. That's usually the way it goes. Like the Yankees, when they dominated, everyone hated them. It's... That was damn pinstripes. Oh, awful pinstripes. <laughs> it's like when Buffalo kept going to the Super Bowl, then people got sick of them. <laughs> they just kept losing Super Bowl after Super Bowl. Well, going back to football, our next story is quite a doozy. Uh-oh. Um, Houston police investigating report concerning... Houston Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson. Ooh, ooh. Um, the Deshaun story. Yeah, this is a. Uh, the Houston police uh, police department has launched an investigation concerning Deshaun Watson after a complaint filed report against the Houston Texans quarterback on Friday. Um. Yeah, basically, he was yeah. uh, getting massages and trying to get a little bit of. Uh, a happier ending out of them inappropriately. He is facing 21 civil lawsuits alleging sexual assault and inappropriate behavior. 21. 21. It took 21 people to complain about this before they did something. Or do you um, think one person complained and they all came out? Well, I mean, usually in cases like this, a lot of people feel disenfranchised because you're just a normal person, and this is, you know, Houston's savior. Yeah, this Omega star. Know, the god, Deshaun Watson, and, you know, you feel that if you speak out against them, there's so many angry nerds on Twitter that'll say that you're lying for money, or no, there's no way this guy would ever do this. So once one or two or three start to come out, a lot of other people you know, start to gain the courage to be able to speak out against things like this. So that's usually whenever you see one person come out of the woodwork, two people come out, and then a whole wave of them. And, you know, at first this, you know, a lot of people thought, 
oh, this is just a conspiracy by the Texans because he's trying to force himself out of Houston, so they're going to get him back by making this up. But, you know, as we saw with the Bill Cosby thing, you know, when it's he said, she said, okay, they're, you know, innocent until proven guilty, whatever. But when it's, you know, he said, she said, she said, she said, she said, you know, up to 22, it gets a lot harder to, you know, just make that argument of well what if it's just uh what if it's just a conspiracy to try to ruin his career yeah. you know it's and it's really unfortunate for everybody involved yeah, yeah. Where there's said, there is another, fire yeah yep. there is another 100%. part from uh his lawyer that says that there are 18 statements of women who said that he never made them feel uncomfortable or demanded anything outside the scope of a professional massage so there's 21 that say yes and 18 that say no he was okay I really like to see the right. attractive level of these women. But that's a really that's a really weird way to gauge it, right? Yes. Because that's like saying like I only ask there are half 500 the time. cashiers. There are 500 cashiers that I've dealt with in my life that I were nice to, but like I raped one of them. Oh, but there's 499 that I didn't that said that I didn't. So I'm, you know, right. guys, the numbers are in my <laughs> Right, favor, obviously you know? I didn't do it's, it. <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, that's kind of a shitty example. But, like, you know, no, like, the fact that his lawyer would come out and try to do damage control like that and say, like, well, he met up with, you know, 18 more and he didn't do anything to them. Like, well, congratulations. You don't have 100%. Right. Oh, good. <laughs> you you know. didn't diddle everyone you came in contact to. We appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. It's, but you're still getting punished. Uh, it's so... And I mean, he had a pretty stand-up reputation in the league. Like a lot, there weren't a lot of people that you know had much to say about him. That you know, other than the fact that he was a hard worker, whatever. And then this stuff came out, and I think that's why a lot of people were reluctant to believe well, it because he didn't have a reputation for you know doing anything like that. And it's easy to think that if you're a man with his status and his money and and his fame, it would be easy to get a girl that would be willing to do that for you. That's that's right. not out of the realm either, but and that's also with the assumption that it's just purely about yes the yes the actions right? right. Whereas we see in a lot of these cases that it's you know he could go pay for whatever he want wanted to pay for right, right? but it's about control the it's power about the power aspect yep. of it right yes correct um and that's where that's that's the scummy part about it you know yeah. It, is that he affected more than 20 people just because rather than, you know, go through whatever channels he needed to go through to get whatever he wanted, right. you know, he had to go and make people feel uncomfortable. And he 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 seeked these people out on, on Instagram, DM them, flew them in. Wow. So, like, it wasn't just like a random, like, Deshaun goes to a, you know, to a strip mall and oh, makes people like correct. he he seeked these people out intentionally flew them in in some cases he you know was trying to make them you know like you won't say anything about this um i don't know if he made anybody sign you know like a you know any sort of whatever NDA? yeah i mean i i can't imagine that that was you know that wouldn't taken, save you here anyways right right yeah but you know it was just uh the fact the the way that this all went down is just so scummy. Scummy. And so, uh, what kind of ego do you have that somehow you're the star quarterback of a Texas football team? So you're like a god. 
And you still need to flex your power on people. Like, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, Houston sports are just imploding in the last couple of years. And I mean, this, this isn't a sports thing. This is, this is bigger than sports, yes. but it's just crazy to see the Astros get busted for cheating. The Rockets go through the James Harden fiasco. And then as soon as they thought, well, at least we have the Texans, we have the Sean Watson, uh, you know, yeah. a athletic young quarterback. And then it turns out that he's a piece of shit too. So <laughs> we still got the Rangers. Uh, yeah, uh, I just. So I mean, H- you know, Houston is just on fire. Well, right no, now they're frozen. Sports go. Well, yeah, yeah, too. <laughs> like, and uh, they froze over. They're just having an awful, awful year, or a couple years, really. Yeah. And the general consensus is, I mean, I have kind of fallen out of keeping up on the Deshaun Watson news after about like eighteen lawsuits. Yeah, but the the. <laughs> The general consensus was that teams were still actively interested in pursuing a trade of him because, you know, he'll go through the eight-game suspension. He'll yep. say, I'm sorry, and then he'll get a little know, slap on the wrist. The league. Right. So, I mean, is that still the case? Is I mean, I, I think I saw something about maybe them pursuing criminal charges now. They like need police to. Police getting involved. They need to. This... Uh, <sighs> Depending on how far he took it, uh, it should be serious. Even though, let's say... I just know that criminal criminal charges are a lot harder to prove in these cases without a lack of evidence. Yeah. Um, I would assume that he, he was texting some of them very inappropriately. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that this stuff is probably all saved somewhere. Um, oh, actually, all right. Just looked it up. The Houston Police Department announces investigation of Deshaun Watson. So they are actually going to pursue Good. Um, an investigation. Well, it's re- so that's what needs to happen. Because unfortunately, it seems like the only way to get a piece of shit out of the NFL is to physically put them in jail. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you because can get away killing men <laughs> like as long as you're not found guilty. There was a... <laughs> there was an unnamed NFL scout that said if Hannibal Lecter ran a 4-3-40, we would just say that he had an eating disorder and we would let him back into the league. They would, dude. And that has proven to be true. Anybody with any sort of allegations against them or even if it's proven, it could be on video what they did. And they're yeah. like, this doesn't reflect who I am. Give me my eight games and then let me get back to it. You know, Tyreek Hill was recorded saying that he broke his son's arm. And then he told his girlfriend, and I'll break yours, too. If you too, tell anyone. You know, shut the hell yeah, up. Yeah, if you tell anyone. It's yeah. on recording that he was literally trying to intimidate them from talking. And somehow the league's like, oh, and it's And then fine. the NFL heard that, and they said, wait, what's his 40 time again? Nah, nah, this ain't a problem. This ain't a problem. Yeah, but God well, forbid you... uh, uh, Hunt had a video from, like, what, several years ago of him having an altercation outside his door, and they suspend him. So they're not even, uh... Yeah. Well, Tyreek did get a suspension, I believe. But I think a lot of people's issue was the fact that do you just suspend someone for eight games and then let, you know... You have Antonio Brown, too, with the whole fiasco of everything that he did. And then he came out and admitted to the things that he did to someone that was sleeping. Yeah. And he has a text message admitting it. And then how do you punish him? 
with a Super Bowl ring, apparently. Yeah. Oh, man. How dare you do that stuff? Here's a Super Bowl ring and a millions of dollars. Tyreek Hill, too. So, I don't know. I mean, this, this reflects poorly on the NFL, obviously. Um, but it seems like the only way they're going to keep Deshaun Watson out of the league is if they actually charge him criminally and put him behind bars. I mean, you have numerous other uh, examples of this. Mike Vick, Ray Rice. Well, Mike like Vick did said, his Hernandez. time. Mike Vick did um, his time. Yeah, but they got him out, and then eventually he came back. So even under those circumstances, putting him away doesn't necessarily mean that he's not going to come back. Well, that's very right. true, too. They, uh, I mean, Josh Gordon got how many tries after smoking pot, and they kept suspending him for a year or two and then would try to let him back into the league then he'd get popped with some type of drugs and they would do it over and over again i mean it's not just even football it's anybody that's relatively famous you mentioned earlier bill cosby you got michael jackson the uh, rules only lindsey lohan stuff like i guess the rules only matter to us common people that's all it is we have to follow it you know not them they got all the money well, and half of that's us. Like, we shouldn't hold sport figures up in such a way where they're almost godlike. A little bit's on us, too. Yeah. Uh, we let the entertainment business sure, get, but, get so big. But I think that there are plenty of people that are fans of the NFL, are fans of other sports leagues, and can say... Like, I respect this person as an athlete. This is the quarterback of my team. Hell yeah, go team, whatever. But then if it comes out that they, you know, coerced over 20 women into performing sexual acts on them, I feel like there's a lot of level-headed people that can say, like, no, actually, get that guy off of my team. I don't want to see him. I don't want to be a fan of a team that puts this on a pedestal. You know, And says that, well, he's a good athlete, so I guess, you know, well, you know, he was suspended for eight games. You know, he did his yeah, time. Yeah, he did it. You know, it's really... The Mike Vick thing to me is a little different, though, because he actually did his time in prison. Yeah. Yeah. Then he came out. I mean, then that, he donated yeah. a bunch of his time to animal shelters and money to animal shelters. He still does it. But you know he doesn't really feel that way deep down inside. He's just doing it because his publicist told him that it would probably make a good look for him. Maybe. Maybe. I think some people can change. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. I don't know the man that well. It's not going like back, I yeah, I going back to him. Watson, I'm not going going jumping to his defense, but how many of those 20... Uh, well, it jumped up to 24, by the way. How many of those 24 uh, women are me-tooing the situation? Uh, there could be a couple, for mean? sure. Like, a couple just crying wolf. Um, maybe... Unfortunately, there are people like that who see an opportunity and want to jump on it. By me tooing the situation. Um, me tooing is when something happens, like it, when you see like the ten people that started doing these allegations, and then nothing actually really happened to this girl, but she's like, "Yeah, it happened to me too," and then trying to do it for the clout and everything. So I wonder how many of those are actually fake, and how many of those are like legitimate problems. Well, I think that's why you need the police to look into it. Yeah. Uh, obviously, there's enough complaint that it needs to be looked into, and then from there, you take the evidence and you see. Uh, could be people crying wolf, sure. 
sure that could be a possibility um i think that the the intention of the whole like you know actual like hashtag me too movement is kind of what we had talked about before which was you know whenever there's one person that comes out and says it they may feel ostracized because they're going against this larger than life figure but the whole you know hashtag me too movement is to say that you know you're not alone in this this happens to women all the time it's happened to me too you know yeah, it well, happens it's, i think that's got a kind negative of the connotation now as like people not necessarily telling the truth um i think right I but think i mean some people the actual it. you know like hashtag me too movement like that's the intention of it yeah. is to you know say y- y- you're not alone in this right even you know you ask any woman you know if you've ever been crept on by a dude, you oh, know, yeah. or like if you can walk through the streets downtown, you know, in a city and not have someone do some creepy shit well, to you, you know, they're going to say, yes, it's happened to me. Has too. she Ab- spent absolutely. more than an hour in time next to CJ? Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not just that, but like ask a man if they were willing to go to a gay bar and they're like, no. And you go, why? Well, having gay, having strange men hit on me is weird. Yeah. Yeah, it is. You know? Yeah, and it's the things that, you know, straight men put women through. Exactly. All the time, so. That's that's kind of my but, point. Like that and yeah, there's some But sorry, not to derail there. Um but yes, with the with allegations like this, sure, there 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 may be people that are trying to latch on for whether financial gain or or what it, whatever mm-hmm. maybe. It's possible. But Again, where there's smoke, there's fire. And it's like, if it were four or five, I mean, even four or five is a lot. Yeah. That's a lot of people saying that yeah. you did some shit yeah. to them. But when, when you get up in the 20s, 22, 24, even if five of them are lying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, only you know, one of like, them has to be telling the truth for this to still right. be horrible. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so, and, yeah, I they obviously they need to look into it and it needs to be taken serious uh you can't just like blame the women and at the same point you can't just be ready to hang deshaun because he could be somewhat innocent who knows who knows it's there's yeah there's a small possibility in which that is in which he's innocent but it's not very likely uh, i don't don't know it 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 would i mean a lot of people cried yeah. Oh, this is a big conspiracy, but it would really have to be a, like, I don't know. I don't see super unlikely. I don't see that many I guess people in Texas wanting to take him down that bad. Right. You know. So people were widely in support of him whenever the first person came out about it too. Like, if if you looked at the uh, responses to any of the tweets about this, it was a bunch of like angry nerds that are texas sports fans that were like oh this is just another clout chasing individual trying to bring uh, down Deshaun. he no way he would have done this you know like like they know him as a right person, right know? like he's came to their dinner table right yeah uh, and that's what's hard about taking down anyone uh with a little bit of fame is all their fans i mean fans short for fanatics so you're dealing with people who are fanatic about this character and on uh, lots of times they put them up on a level that they don't even exist on how many times do you glorify someone in sports they tell you all the time don't meet your heroes and, and that's why right. you, 
you know, you, you put them a little bit higher than you. And at the end of the day, yeah. they're, they're just human. They can make the same mistakes as all of us. Uh, my thing with this is yeah. if if you're that high, like I said, if you're that high in status, money, and fame, you could easily get girls that were willing and not going to talk and would have more than, you know, more than willing to please you in any way, shape, or form. So for all these girls to come out and, and for all them to be even the same thing, you know, it's all the same settings set yeah. up the same way. It's, yep. it's, it sounds too much like an MO uh, for it to, to not have some truth behind it. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, obviously just going to have to wait and see, you know, what, what comes of it, but it's not really looking good. And I really hope that the NFL does the right thing. And, you know, if he is guilty of this and he's charged of it, that doesn't need to be in the league. No matter uh, how great he is uh, as a quarterback. If someone can't kneel. That shouldn't be in the yeah, league. Yeah, if someone can't kneel in the league, then, you know, this shouldn't be accepted either. <laughs> well. Well, everyone, we're going to move on. That was our <laughs> Daily Dose of Dumb. Uh, and I know Sparky wasn't here to announce it. And we forgot. But that is our Daily Dose of Dumb. So, Triple D. But. Uh, moving on, our next uh, story uh, is Woman Gives Birth to Super Twins Conceived Three Weeks Apart. Uh, a woman in the UK recently gave birth to two babies at the same time, but they were conceived three weeks apart. Rebecca Roberts gave birth to so-called Super Twins in September <laughs> after going through fertility treatments that resulted in her getting pregnant twice and carrying the babies at the same time. How does this happen? What? Uh, how would you like to be the dad? Thinking like, okay, we're going to have one child. And then three weeks later, they're like, uh, we got some news. You're actually going to have twins. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Now, how uh, she was on uh, fertility drugs or something? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. Well, I'm pretty sure that's what they were doing. They were yeah, inseminating her. And somehow the doctor was too good at his job. Well, well, she was on a fertility treatment. Okay. She, you know, I believe her and her husband were still, you know, she wasn't, there was no artificial, you know, it, anything happening. It was just a fertility treatment. Is it? Was that like a buy one, get one type deal? I mean, I didn't think that it was <laughs> possible to get like... Not twins, but just to get pregnant again, like during the. I right. mean, maybe the fertility treatments were actually like the super soldier serum or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's I, it. I, scientifically, I don't know how that happens, I, but it, yeah, because they're they're gonna be like fraternal twins too. They're not gonna look alike. It's not the same egg that split apart, like that split apart while it was right. creating a human. Is two separate eggs getting fertilized at different times. Apparently, there have been other cases of this happening, and this article mentions one case in which uh, the twins were different ethnicities, like, like different races. So, apparently, this is not the first time that this has happened. So, yeah, it would actually wow. be two separate 
<laughs> like they would be fraternal twins. So just in could you imagine having one um, redhead time alone? Like one redhead and then the other one, just you know, like Hispanic or something. Yeah, <laughs> no one would believe <laughs> no, you dude. if you said that you were twins. I mean, it's pretty like amazing that that can happen. But this it, sounds like a premise of an SUV episode or SVU. SVU. SUV episode. SVU. I thought you were saying SUV commercial. I was like, wait. What way? Well, you know, multicultural. Apparently, the first one, the baby Noah, was born four pounds, ten ounces. And the second one, Rosalie, was born two pounds, seven ounces. So both babies did need to be in the NICU for a period of time i think three weeks was for the first one but now the babies are four and, months old and, and they uh, were both born at regular. the same time the boy was born first yeah but i mean was... like like the same day so like even though it was three weeks later that the other one got fertilized they both came out at the same time yeah i guess so yeah yeah, I believe so. Well, he was born at two pounds seven ounces. Yeah, yep. dude, that's, that's not a small. lot. Small, that's real small. Yeah, they have to go to a NICU. I'm assuming. Uh, and like any other responsible parent that has had something crazy happen to them, they did what anybody else would do, which is make an Instagram account for them and exploit the hell out of hey. them <laughs> for ad revenue. For the clout, dude. Um, they got to make the money. Okay, so apparently there are 14 documented cases of this in the world. Wow. Dang. Wow, she should have bought a Does it say how many ticket. of those are interracial? What's does that? Does it say how many of those are interracial? Uh, no, I'm not aware of how many cases are from different fathers. It would appear that this was the same father. Yeah. Yeah. Um, both times, but yeah, apparently they're having cases where there were different different fathers as well. So. Oh wow. Well, that's uh. Good. Good thing for this dude. He uh, he he got it. You know, one time and then got it three weeks later. Typically, marriages don't do that, right? Right. Uh... <laughs> Keith, the only one that's married? Can we confirm that? <laughs> no, uh, don't, say, I... don't say anything. <laughs> I can't give you a confirmation on that. <laughs> we'll get back to it. Every case is different, I suppose. Right. Right. Oh, man. Dude, I just... I That would ruin my day. Just... Oh, man. Because, you know, like, one kid's already going to be expensive. Well, imagine trying to play the whole, well, you're already pregnant. There's no possible way that you can play that again. <laughs> right. And then, you're, and then you're case number 14, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, you can't get pregnant again. Right. Come on. What are the odds, then, baby? Bam. What are the odds? You're the 14th occurrence. Dude, you are the 14th occurrence that's happening. He's got some potent syrup. That's all that is. That is <laughs> an awful description. He's <laughs> that's the worst. He's got some strong swimmers, man. Uh, uh. All right, what's the next story? <laughs> what's the all right, next? the last story that we have for tonight <laughs> is uh, Texas teen becomes first to complete Eagle Project on another planet. Uh, uh, later this year, Douglas McDonald, a 16-year-old life scout, will become the first scout to complete an Eagle Scout service project on another planet. Uh, he is aspiring with uh, He's an aspiring computer programmer who hopes to one day work for NASA 
and will program the Mars rover to prepare the red life for the red planet for future human visitors. He is planning um, three different construction-based projects. The first one is to build a picnic table for astronauts and other guests. The next one is to construct a portable bridge that can be positioned anywhere on the planet. And the last one is to craft a campfire ring, which is just purely decorative. Um, and he's planning on telling the rover to do all these things with different radio signals uh, from Earth at a station um, to be able to try and build all this stuff. He's going to be able to brag about that for the rest of his life. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just the, the, the technology there is just absolutely insane. Being able to send commands, obviously, wirelessly to Mars. I know they're using some, some pretty low-level frequencies to do this, right? But you just got to think, like, if you're in the wrong part of town and you're trying to get, like, a basketball score on your phone and you don't have service, and, you know, <laughs> nope, you can't. But yet this kid's going to, like, build a campfire on Mars you, wirelessly sending that out there. Do you think there's, like, a delay to, like, you, you hit... Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You hit the thing, then you got to wait 10 seconds for it to move. You know, uh, the, that would I actually be think like... it's it's probably several days. Actually, it's probably hours to days. Honestly, <laughs> depending I on remember, the position uh, of the planets at the time, it takes a radio signal between five to twenty minutes to get from Earth to Mars. Jeez. And then it has to carry out the command and everything. Um, yeah, there was a. I remember seeing stories of like some of the early, you know, robotics, um, early prototypes, and uh, they would talk about how. You know, you would send these commands one at a time, you know, t take a step, you know, do this, do do that. And each one, you know, you would send the command. It would take seconds to minutes to to hit the the robot. It would do the command and then it would send the output back to you. And then the next one would go. So, like, this is not like a quick thing. It's not instant, you know, so you're just waiting for this to come back. House. Imagine being the first person to do this. And having to wait, you know, a couple minutes back. Like, oh. that would be the longest couple minutes of your life waiting to see if this thing was going to just, you know, explode on Mars <laughs> or not. <laughs> like, type it to go forward. All right, now we wait to see if it works. I, f yeah. I feel for him, though, because I'm an Eagle Scout as well, and I had to do a project, and we built a pavilion at a soccer field. Yeah, nowhere near uh, as sweet A whole bunch of people this. helped. Dude. On Earth, right? Yes. Yeah, on Earth. <laughs> yeah, not on but the moon. But there's a lot that goes into it. A lot of planning, a lot of work, and everything. And he, it, it's just going to be him putting in these commands and having the rover do everything. Like, that's a lot to take on, especially when you're supposed to be kind of holding back and making yeah. everything work. I can't the see The idea them. of the Eagle Scout is for leadership position there. I, yeah, it says that he, he is kind of the, the, the project manager here. Um, he's created a project plan to raise funds, assembled a team, and delegated tasks to the adults and youth who will help him. Some of them are other scouts who've uh, earned their space exploration merit badge. Do you have that one? Too? I do have that one. That oh. Bit of a pain. <laughs> <laughs> and then others are volunteers who have earned PhDs in computer science or aerospace engineering. So I'm assuming he is kind of, you know, thinking up these things and they're making it happen. having some other folks who you know are well versed in this stuff are kind of giving him the 
this can work, this can't work, maybe you should do it like this kind of thing. So at least he is on rails a little bit and has a lot of guidance from these, you know, brilliant NASA experts and everything. Because if, if it was, you know, if they were just like, all right, here you go, kid, here's a terminal to our billion-dollar Mars rover, you know, yeah, that would be a little bit uh, nerve-wracking, I would say. Not to say that it isn't already. So this situation is all kind of really funny about how everything works. Um, when you have your idea and you have your plan about what you want to do, you have to go in front of the council and you have to explain everything that you're going to do and how you're going to do it and everything like that. And then you have to actually complete it. If you don't complete it, you don't get your Eagle Scout. If you complete half of it or any portion of it, you still don't get it. So I wonder if they're going to take some pity on him maybe because it's such a hard thing to do or if they're <laughs> actually like going to deny him if he doesn't complete it. No, I can't see them denying him. First off, I I would hope that they wouldn't. No, they're <laughs> just the fact that he got accepted to do this he's already passed like he's got them in the news yeah I mean, it's insane yeah it <laughs> i knew that they weren't gonna just let this little kid have total access to a rover on mars like he's definitely being watched i mean imagine imagine building a picnic table on mars and like the last board doesn't go in right oh. <laughs> And then the, whole you know, thing collapsed. the Council of Elders or whatever goes, <laughs> well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that a lot of people can actually sit on that on Mars. So I'm going to have to give you the F here. Just like he walks in, <laughs> you know, to a dark room and there's just a bunch of people in cloaks with lights behind them. We're sorry, but yeah. without that last piece of wood, <laughs> you are denied. <laughs> I mean, that's how I am. That's how I imagine the Boy Scouts, you know, being just shadowy cloak and dagger right. types. Right. A lot like a, a yeah. frat. Yeah, me I feel, in the shadows. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I cast the shadow. I'm not in them. <laughs> well, I said shadowy. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. No, that's, I mean, that's that's in, insanely cool. Yeah, I, um, yeah, like I said, this kid... That's going to be the best pickup line ever. Hey, I built crap on Mars. You're like, oh. And there's a little uh, section in this article that says, an Eagle project must be, according to the BSA's official guidelines, helpful to any religious institution, any school, or your community. But since no one can call Mars their community that we know of, how does Douglas's project qualify? <laughs> Could you imagine them trying to, you know, he's doing something amazing on another planet. And they're like, nah. well, the letter of the law, it says right here. Right. You know, that's, uh. I just like a 20 minute delay building anything would be the most annoying thing in the world. Like, even if it wasn't Absolutely. on another planet, imagine if you're just building, yep. you know, I don't know, a mailbox or something. <clears throat> And every move you made a, had a 20-minute delay to it. I have a little funny story. When I was doing my Eagle Scout project, um, CJ was actually there to help me. And even though I was the one running things, my dad was kind of the one telling people how to do certain things. Yeah, he was the and my run, dad running gave, things. <laughs> my dad gave CJ and our buddy Jared a um, an outline about how to do shingling because this pavilion needed shingles. And uh, we sent them on their way, and they went up on top of the roof and started shingling. 
And, uh, like, like you said, about 20 minutes later, CJ pops his head over the roof and goes, All right, we're done. Uh, so we take a step back to look how it goes. And if you know shingling, you have to start at the bottom and then do a row and do a row and do a row and do a row. So it possibly should have taken him, like, two or three hours. Yeah, later uh, we up. take a look back. And he started at the very top and kind of slowly curved all the way down one row to the bottom right-hand corner. That's, that's <laughs> not how professionals do it? No. <laughs> we looked at it, we're like, mm-mm, tear it up, try it again. Ah, I got it so, right the second time. So a 20-minute turnaround, even just for shingling, is horrible. Right. Right, I mean, that's what I mean. Like, that 20-minute delay would be the most frustrating. You ever play a video game with a, like, half-second delay? Oh. Now, imagine 20 minutes. Like, <laughs> imagine so, flicking your stick. I have some bad news. You know, flicking your stick or something to make a shot in a hockey game, and then you just have to put the controller down and wait to see if you make it. I have some awful news to deliver. <laughs> So while those delays are real, while they have to deal with those challenges in space with these rovers and things of that nature, um, that story, we got baited. That was posted on Thursday, which was April 1st. That was an April Fool's joke. Oh, man. Oh, we got, we got no. Baited. <laughs> we got, we got baited. baited, boys. <laughs> no. That is... That is filed under their April Fool's Day posts, posted on April. So 1, they're not going to let some kid build a picnic table up there. Nope. I guess I didn't read the entire thing all the way through, and now that I'm reading it, we're idiots. You can see. Well, I mean, like you can see where it's a joke, but I mean, those delays are still true, which is what which is what makes this kind of a shitty April Fool's right. ga- uh, gag. Like, like yes. All those challenges still exist, but they were like, "Oh, actually, that's not actually happening." April Fool's. Uh, actually, we just wanted. But yeah, we got beta. That's not happening. What nerds? They just wanted to make the Mar like Mars sound cool again. Classic Eagle Scouts. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Drew. <laughs> oh man, and. So, so that's a good one to end on. Getting baited yeah. by the Boy Scouts of America for April Fools. And it's almost Easter, so, yeah. which, which, like I said, the Easter bunny scares me, man. It scares me. No, not the Easter bunny thing again. Oh, <laughs> dude, it's just scary. Like I said, I don't know where he gets those eggs. There has to, I'll tell you there what, has CJ. to be like an Easter cock, you know, go. <laughs> that he's getting all these eggs from. Go, go watch Donnie Darko. Oh. <laughs> Have yourself a fun time with that movie and then report back. Okay, we'll do. We'll do. Just go watch Donnie Darko. <sighs> it's worth it. It'll it'll answer all your questions. <laughs> it'll let me. And well, it, dude, I've read a thing. It probably introduced several. I've more. read a thing before where they said like the Easter Bunny is like almost every child hates the Easter Bunny and that's why they always cry when you take pictures. Because, like, uh, the shape of it is so... Uh, like, even the costumes are scary as heck. You ever look up old Easter Bunny costumes? Yeah, it's... Or, yeah, it's... It, oh, the stuff of nightmares. I don't... Well... Drew? Yes? 
Would you like to plug our social media? Yeah, I was just looking at that. Um, we have very many types of different social medias. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on TikTok, we're on, you know, anything that you can find recently. Uh, our Facebook is at thelunchtable.pbj. Um, many of our things are actually going through some changes, uh, so we will have those up on our websites to explain uh, different links and stuff like that. So uh, at this current time, I cannot uh, disclose on what they are. Um, so please look for us on Facebook, like I said, at thelunchtable.pbj, and uh, go from there. All right. Uh, I'd like to thank Keith for uh, filling in for Sparky. Thank um, you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for having oh, me. Oh, no, fun no problem. You're always welcome, man. You're always welcome. Um, I'd like to wish everyone a happy Easter. Uh, I guess happy April Fool's since we got baited. <laughs> and leave your bunny costumes in the closet. Yes. If you're thinking about dressing up as a bunny, if it's not the Playboy variety, do not put it on. <laughs> uh, as always, it's never that much fun here. Thanks for stopping. Pup, 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 See ya.